0: this week on The Roommates Podcast. So, let me put it to you like this. Okay. When you meet the woman you have a connection with, she easily separates herself from the pack. Mm.
1: If she is
0: not separated from the pack, then there is not a connection there. Wow. All right. So, if you're ever in a situation where you're contemplating between multiple different women, I'm going to tell you to choose none. All right. Because (laughs) none of them have a connection with you or you have no connection with them and the connection has to be a two-way thing. So, yes, if, they, if not one of them stands out from the rest, don't do it. None of them are for you. They're all logical choices maybe. Mm. And in your mind, you found all the reasons why you like them and this could possibly work. But again, without a genuine connection, it ain't going to work. It's going to blow up in your face at some point. So, no, none of them are for you.
2: Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Hafiz. Chris to start the show, baby. Yeah, and welcome to another episode of The Roommates Podcast. A late night conversation taking you behind the scenes of Becoming. Mm-hmm. Featuring all the interesting people, perspectives, and conversations you experience on the way. Also. Also known as the best hour of your week where you are entertained. Like a stand-up. Educated. Like a TED Talk. And enlightened. Like a sermon. Ah. <laughs> uh, Dagnabbit. Yes. We're here. We're here. What's up? What up, man? You alright? Are you Alright.
3: I'm, I'm living good. I'm living <laughs> a good
2: life, man. You know what? What this week mm. we're doing mm. it again. <laughs> it again. We're doing it again. We're bringing in a living legend. I'm, I don't even. I didn't even tell you this, Stefan. But you were the most listened to podcasts of our careers. Not even really not yes. even close. It's not wow. even you. Like. Low key, Gary was talking all that mess. Yeah, body. Yeah. Gary I'm
1: gonna make Get y'all famous. Yeah. I'm gonna make y'all career.
2: No, bro. Gary, not even like close. People, I love Gary, but you really resonated with the, the people. No, it's so.
3: not even it's for real. Like, it's night and day. Man. Night <laughs> and day. You have pool out here. Yeah.
2: You have you have it. So our listeners, please, mm. please, please, welcome back to the show. Your number one Yo. requested roommate, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Stéphane
0: Labossier. Did I say it right be... this time? Stéphane was correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the last name, right Labossier. Labossier.
2: La. Yeah, there you go.
0: La.
2: What would I be saying, la? Yeah, it sounded like you said la. Oh, La
0: Labossiere. La. Bossier. there Come you on, go. Please. Yo, what's good, man? Man, things are great. Mm. Life is great. I'm blessed. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be here. It's awesome. So, Man. like,
3: what changed? What we did that in February, January,
0: March?
2: My- Wait, on did we did?
0: We did it in March, right? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, idea. <laughs> no idea. February
2: or March?
3: Yeah. I
0: can't remember. But as far as what's changed, I'm be completely honest with y'all. So this month, I decided to start off with a water fast. So mm. seven days, just water, no food and man, it's completely changed my life. Like, I was doing it for spiritual reasons. So, from the spiritual side, definitely feel like gain clarity, spirit is stronger, my faith is stronger. Mm. But then even from a physical side, like I lost like 15 pounds of fat. Wow. So I'm more okay, okay, ripped okay. now. <laughs> right, wait, 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 wait. Talk about, talk about. All right, Pulumi, Don't point at me. Bro. Like, I need to lose the weight. I don't need to lose 15 pounds. But people pointing at me looking really But you gotta remember, this is there's 15 pounds and there's 15 pounds of fat. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So it's like it's one thing to just lose a bunch of weight, lose, look skinny, yeah. you're losing muscle, but this was just fat because what people don't know, and if you research it, you'll find out. When you go into a fast at some point your body goes into ketosis. Mm -hmm. And ketosis is when the body is... What it does is it creates ketones. To create ketones it has to use fat as the fuel. So, your body's running off the fat as fuel. Because before ketosis and when we're regularly living we're running off of carbs and stuff like that. But now there's no more glycogen in your muscles, there's no more carbs in the system. And so, now it's using all the fat. So, it starts burning through your fat like quick. Mm -hmm. So, I lost the 15 pounds in a week. You know what I'm saying? And then from there, I've actually kept my body in ketosis because I'm like, all right, well, hell, I just lost all this fat. Let me get, get as fully ripped as I want to get. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've been staying in ketosis this whole month. So, physically, I got more energy. I got mm-hmm. greater focus. I done changed my diet. I, I mean, there's a so... I can go on and on, but man, I would encourage everybody so to just do a the fast. So, this is step in
3: the love process. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and man, you can cure a lot of stuff and yeah. you can... And you know what? Let me also say this. Doing seven days and it ain't got to be seven days. It could be three days, it could be one day, whatever it works to get things started. But it teaches you discipline. Yeah. When you can reject your urge to eat one of the most natural desires we have, you can reject a lot of things. Mm. So, it's like you become master over your life again. You don't yeah. realize how much control food and other things, money and whatever has over you. But when you deny yourself for that, man, it will take you to a whole nother level. Mm. I promise.
3: So you just drink water for seven days.
0: Water for seven days. That's it. Mm. Nothing else.
3: All right, flavor water? Not <laughs> flavored water, no. <laughs>
0: straight, straight, straight water. Man. Straight water. <laughs> no no lemon drops? Yeah, no lemon <laughs>
3: drops. I and
2: mean, add nothing to <laughs> Nothing. That's crazy. Nothing. Yo, that's that crazy. is
0: insane.
3: I may do it. Really? Not because I need to. <laughs> because I want to. I think the discipline part would be really helpful
0: for me. Man. I'm saying it's worth a try. It's water definitely fans. worth a try. Right. I may
3: start a day, you know what I mean? then reward myself.
0: <laughs> and I mean, and listen, like I said, research. If you look online, you'll be surprised how many people do this yeah. and are benefiting from this. Again, some people do it for purely physical reasons, mm-hmm. some others for spiritual reasons. I would encourage for spiritual reasons, but there will be a physical benefit. But if you research it, you'll gain more confidence because you'll know what you're dealing with. Got mm-hmm. you. But trust me, you can do it. We think we can't do it, you can do it. You just got to You gotta go through the process though. Yeah. Okay. I'll look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I need the spiritual <laughs> But, uh, but no, we, uh,
2: we're really excited. We're glad to have you back. Man. Ha- having awesome. you back. And an update, uh, Hafiz. Go ahead and update yourself.
3: What What are you talking about? Chris? Hey, man. Hey, man. Chris. Hey, man, come on now. Chris, what are we things, doing on this podcast? I'm just saying, bro. man, things have changed. What, things new relationship with... or something?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Chris man What's up bro Are you gonna update yourself <laughs> Hey
0: man You know what I mean I'm happy So what Both y'all in relationships now You know what, so, what, uh, you know uh, what I mean <laughs> here.
3: Chris, I got Chris, caught up man I don't Chris. know what happened I don't know I just woke up I'm like oh
1: okay
2: <laughs> <I ain't laughs> I'm happy Oh uh, man Oh uh, man So Thank you Christopher Hey, man, you, you, you know notice how just be...
0: jumped around that, right? Yeah, he didn't really said, answer nothing. It. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Somebody can listen. <laughs> hey, man, hey. This part will be cut out.
1: Wow. <laughs> <The full
2: version. laughs> but uh, but not even that point's really funny because right now we're moving from, you know, the summer flings. The summer mm. flings. <laughs> to a cuffing season, right? Yeah. yeah, true. So, you know, getting a little cold. People wanna, you know, start snuggling up <laughs> little Christmas bay. <laughs> Someone to bring home to Thanksgiving <laughs> to the parents. Oh man. And so we got a lot of people trying to cuff. And so when me and Chris were having this conversation a little mm. little back and forth debate and I thought you were perfect as the the genius you are yep. to provide some insight onto this this idea. And it was this idea of falling in love. Mm, mm. So, and you know, a lot of people are wanting to fall in love in this time of year. And I personally said I don't believe in this idea of falling in love. I don't I don't believe in it personally. Okay. You know? And so I was just curious to what were your thoughts about this concept of people falling
0: in love? So I do believe in falling in love. Okay. Mm but I do believe that people have the wrong perception of mm. what that is. Because some people, what they're calling falling in love is becoming attached, you know okay. what I'm saying? and Or becoming so infatuated that they now believe that they're in love with somebody. But to me, falling in love is experiencing that deep and genuine connection with somebody, something mm. that you can't force. Like I tell everybody, you, you can't create a connection. It's either there or it's not. There are people that you either click with or you don't. And no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, it's just not going to be there if it's not already there. So, I do believe that yes, we can meet people and we can experience that connection and we can fall in love. But even in falling in love, we have to be willing to. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people are afraid to fall in love. A lot of people run from real love. These relationships that they're allowing themselves to be in are what, or what I would call in a relationship where they can maintain emotional control. Like, I really like you but you don't make me vulnerable enough to scare me or to make me feel like this is too much or overwhelming. And exactly. when people have been hurt and been through a lot of disappointments, they don't want the overwhelming, vulnerable feeling that, that, that true that, love brings. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah, that yeah. wall is up. They want that, all right, it's good enough to be with and it's companionship and I can hold on to that but it doesn't scare me and run me away.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: That's interesting. So, mm, mm,
0: mm. when you when you say the word falling
2: in love, are you describing a feeling? Like you said, like connection. Like is that connection? Like is that a feeling, or is that more so like we connect because similar interests, similar desires, similar goals? Like what is that connection you describe? I don't really
0: call it a feeling. I call it a recognition. Falling in love to me is like, and even that it, that connection, it's like you're recognizing your counterpart. You're you're discovering who that person is that you have this draw to. It's almost an unexplainable draw to them. Mm. That doesn't happen with everybody. We can like a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? And we can desire a lot of people, but we don't feel drawn Mm. to everybody, you know what I'm saying? Mm. That's a whole nother level right there. So, when you come across it, you're recognizing it, you know what I'm saying? And again, falling in love is when you allow yourself to embrace it. You see what I'm saying? So, part of that is you have to be willing to go there because some people recognize it and say, oh, hell no, nah. this, this too much I can't handle this right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out, yeah. all right. So, they stop themselves from falling in love. But yeah, I don't think it's more so a feeling and I don't even think lo- like to me love isn't a feeling, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Love isn't an action either. You hear a lot of people say, oh, love is an action. It's actually pure BS. Oh wow! All right. no, oh, no disrespect, wow. disrespect take, to no, no disrespect to all these yeah, people. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. It sounds good, but love is expressed or can be expressed through actions, but it's not defined by actions. You can have someone right now who's madly in love with you and is doing nothing about it because gotcha. of the circumstances. Maybe because they're afraid. Their lack of action does not mean they're not in love with you. Mm. There's a whole lot more to it. Love to me is is our spirit like we're born with love if you if you're a spiritual person if you're a believer You can find it in the Bible where it says he gave us a spirit of love. That's something that's within us. That's why when we're born as babies we cry to be held, we cry for affection, we want love. We're wired that way naturally. And in life, it's a matter of who we choose to give it to and who we choose not to. You Mm. know what I'm saying? But then falling in love is like I said, that's not even about just love itself, that's about connection. And that's something way deeper that I think a lot of people just don't fully understand. So, do you believe you can fall out of love? No, mm. you don't fall out of love. You, okay. you can reject love, hmm. you can run from love, but you don't really fall out of it. And, and perfect example, when it's true, when it's real love, people who are falling out of love, I always say when you fall out of love it's because you realize you were never in love to begin with, hmm. all right. You were there for other reasons, you were infatuated, you were caught up in the hype, but you didn't have that real connection with them because when you have that genuine connection with someone, you will always love them. You can stop talking to this person right now, meet up 20 years later, the feelings come right back. Hmm. And there's millions of stories like that where people disconnect, reconnect, and it's like they never stop talking. Because when it's the real connection, it never disappears. You can't create a connection, you can't destroy one. But you can run from it, you can decide not to nurture it, you know what I'm saying? You can pile a bunch of crap on top of it, but it's still there one way or another. Hmm.
3: That scares me though. Why? I my, my had a connection with a
0: guy he come back like, hey. <laughs> 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 and I need you to fall out of that. But, hell, well, like you, the, the only way you're going to safeguard yourself is you got to make sure the person you're with you have a connection with. Gotcha. If you don't have a genuine connection with them I ain't going to lie to you. Yes. That's be crazy. afraid. Be <laughs> very afraid. all right? I'm not and, saying for me personally I'm just saying. And listen, crazy. And, and it ain't even like be afraid because some past dude is going to come back yeah. to haunt you. <laughs> if you don't have a genuine connection with that person you're with, that relationship is going to fall apart at some mm. point. You ain't going to be able to keep it up, trust me. All these divorces, all these fell relationships, they don't have a connection. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that was the missing ingredient because when you don't have that, you don't have the same desire, the same energy to fight for each other, to work towards things together. And, and you're just not drawn to each other to enough to find a way to make things work. That's really good, and what was what's interesting is that I was always
2: when I heard people use the word fall in love, they usually were describing like a feeling in a sense like Cupid shot them with an arrow and they couldn't control it and all of a sudden like I fell in love with this I can't person live without you. I can't live without him and then a lot of times I saw people who fell in love with the wrong person mm-hmm. right and so then I, I questioned that and I was like, if, if this was a good godly connection that you have with this person, but they were a bad person who was abusing you, who was doing evil to you, like, did you really fall in love? Would you, For people who are, are currently believing right now in this moment that they are in love with somebody and they may be in an abusive
0: or toxic relationship, would you say that they, they're in love as well? I would say in most situations no, they're not. Mm -hmm. In most situations again, people love to use the label of love to validate and defend the relationships that they're in. Because if I'm in that situation and I tell you now I'm not really in love but I'm having a hard time letting go for other reasons then you're going to keep trying to convince me why I should let go. If I tell you but I'm in love you might leave me alone. Mm -hmm. So, now I use that as a defense mechanism and I have to convince myself why am I still here? And so, if I keep telling myself I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love then I can defend why I won't let go of this bad situation. But in most cases, no, it is it is a fear of being alone. It is a fear of acknowledging the mistake of getting caught up with this person. It is a deeper issue that's causing you to be attached to this individual but you're calling it love. And so, to the outside person they get discouraged by the idea of love because they see these horrible examples. But don't be fooled, that's not real love. Love does not keep you where you do not belong, Mm -hmm. all right. And so, but let me say this, are there some situations where someone is in love with someone and they have an unhealthy relationship right now? Yes, that does happen because we're human beings. And sometimes we can be in love with each other but it's not time for us to be together. That person hasn't address their demons, their issues that would allow them to have a healthy relationship. Being in love is just one piece of the puzzle, Hmm. all right. And so, yes, you could actually have a real connection with this individual but they're still very unhealthy and so are you. You got some things you're not realizing that need to be addressed. So, there needs to be a separation. So, one way or another whether you have a connection with them or not you need to break up that relationship right now. If it's unhealthy and toxic and it's not being corrected you have to walk away. But that doesn't mean you guys can't come back together later. And it doesn't mean that that individual won't get themselves on the right track because people change all the time. You know what I'm saying? But they can be... A lot of times they're less likely to change when you remain with them because now you're enabling them. Mm. And they have no reason to... Because facing yourself is like one of the hardest things to do. So, people ain't going to do that if if you're going to still be with them. Mm. But once you leave them, oh, watch how fast. It's almost like if a a job tells you you got to get your masters to work here, um, but they hire you anyway, like, you're not going to run point? to go get your master's. Yeah, you're yeah, going to keep yeah, doing yeah. your thing. Yeah. But let them fire you let's see how quick you're going to get your master's yeah. so you can get your job back. Yeah. You know? So that's what it is.
2: Yeah. And then, how can you tell the difference? Because you, you made reference earlier that some people who say they're in love, they're actually just infatuated. Mm-hmm. Like, from your experiences and your counseling and your 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 wisdom that you have, like how do you tell the difference between somebody who's in love and somebody who's
0: just being infatuated with another person? So, for me, I think for the average person it's going to be hard to evaluate. Okay. Um, for me, I have this innate thing that I can pick up on things very quickly. Mm. So, just in talking to you and the way you speak about the relationship tells me everything. Mm. And another example is what are, you dis- what are you using to claim this is why you should be here? So, one time I had a young lady who was coming to me for a coaching session and she was saying, you know, I, I help him, I do this for him, I do that, blah, 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 and I'm so in love with him. And I said, well, you told me everything you do for him, what does he do for you? Mm. And she stopped, <laughs> all right. She stopped and she was like, you know what, he doesn't do anything. So, how are you going to tell me you're so in love with someone who does nothing for you, mm. nothing. Mm. It doesn't work that way, I'm sorry. We, you know what I'm saying? Our, our ability to fall in love with someone or to embrace someone in love, don't get me wrong, we can give love to anybody regardless of them doing anything for us. So, don't get me wrong, giving genuine love is not attached to what we receive in return. However, to be in love in the romantic sense and want a relationship with someone, yes, there's a give and take. And when all you're doing is giving and you're not receiving nothing, then something else is going on here. Mm. This isn't you being in love, mm. all right? And what happened in that situation was it turned out she was afraid to be alone. Mm. She had went through a divorce. She never healed from the divorce. There were so many things that came out once I showed her, this dude does nothing for you. Yeah. Nothing. Man.
3: That's, that's crazy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. My... Jeez. I had a friend, won't say his name on the show, but... Oh, what happened? Oh, I'm good. Do I sound like my throat's dry? Oh, Stephon uh, some water No, I'm good. Oh, okay. just Stephane? What? <laughs> But uh, I call myself to star of the show for a <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, had a, I had a friend, you know, he's a, he's a friend of the show. We, we, all, we all know who he is, but we won't say his name. I'll say his name. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to say his name. Man. But uh, he was in one of those relationships, right? He was in a relationship with a young lady... Who he was doing X, Y, Z, A, B, C, giving so much. And she said, I love you. And he said he loved her. And it was one sided. You know, Mm -hmm. he was only doing one thing and she wasn't doing anything else. And so he wanted me to ask you, you know, because he's a big fan as well. (laughs) But he wanted me to ask you that he said he's noticed that in most relationships today, it's clear what the man is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You know, like, take her out on dates, you know, initiate, lead, protect, all that stuff. Like, it's clear the role and responsibility of a man in a relationship. And a lot of times, in assessing a relationship, a woman would want to see the man do husband-like things for her, even though they're not husband and wife, to assess whether he's going to be a good match for her. Mm -hmm. But he was wondering, like, as a man, what should you expect out of a woman? Like, what is her expectations in a relationship that she should be
0: doing for you? So, first it depends on the man. Okay. Because where you are in life will determine what you need at that moment. So, I do think you have to consider yourself and your specific needs. But I think in general what a man has to look for is one, a woman who can support you, all right. And not just support you with fake empty words of affirmation mm. really believe in you. Mm. Now, that's a two-sided thing. You have to give her something to believe in, <laughs> all right? But
1: <laughs> she, she has to be
0: someone that can embrace that because not every woman embraces the greatness in you. Some women are negative as hell, mm-hmm. all right? And they will, like one guy told me he, he married a dream killer, mm, all right? And so, and it didn't matter what he threw at her, she always had something negative to say. No man should have to subject himself to that. That cannot be your wife, that cannot be your girl Mm. because that will stop you from achieving what you need to achieve in your life. And trust me as men, when we have that kind of negative energy constantly in our lives, it derails us completely Mm. from where we need to be and what we need to be doing. Because women are so influential in our lives. So, their energy that they bring to the table plays a huge role. So, I would encourage every man, you got to find someone who can support you. Mm. Someone who knows how to be positive, all right. Boy, that's important. Man. (laughs) That's important.
2: It's I was saying, what did it say? A quarrelsome woman's like a dripping faucet. Whatever it is said. <laughs> the
0: of the house. A house. Dripping faucet. It, it's going to be a problem. And I think a lot of dudes, some dudes don't realize how serious it is because they're negative themselves. Mm-hmm. And they grew up around negative women or negative households. So, they don't know how to tell the difference. They think it's just, oh, she's being strong. She's being tough. Yeah, that's all cute every now and then. But if you got to deal with that every single day, You might think it's okay now, but in the long term it's going to destroy the relationship. Mm -hmm. So, she has to show the ability to be positive. If not, she's not ready for the relationship, period. Something else is going on. Something... There's something she hasn't resolved that's contributing to why she's so damn miserable, Mm -hmm. all right. And you can't fix it. You can do everything she wants, she is going to find a way to still be negative. So, you have to pay attention. Does she know how to be positive? Don't get me wrong, we're all going to have our negative moments, but what's her more consistent energy? Positive or negative? And if it's positive, okay, we're good to go. If it's negative, don't do it. So, supportive, positive. Um, Again, now this one comes down to what you need. You know, some guys want a woman who takes care of themselves. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I think men have to be honest with themselves about what do you really need to feel happy and satisfied by your woman. Too many dudes will act like, no, nah, I don't care about looks like that or I understand she gains weight, blah, 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 All right, cool, if you genuinely say that and believe that, <laughs> knock yourself out, yeah, all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But don't go talking that <laughs> noise. Yeah, yeah. And then when she gained 20, 20, 30, 40 pounds, yeah, 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 yeah. now you're not wanting her the same <laughs> way. No, 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 no. Now you're looking at the girls on Instagram <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, and you're trying to creep in these streets because yeah. you're not attracted to your girl the same way anymore. Yeah. Like that stuff doesn't help you yeah. if it, if you're not going to be able to sustain and maintain Maintain a healthy relationship with yeah. her. So, be honest with the woman. How do you front.
2: How do you do that without making her feel insecure? You know, how do you let her know I need you to be in the gym at least three to four times a
0: week? You just gotta be <laughs> honest, bro. Like, <laughs> listen are they Are they holding any punches when they say they need us to work and make money? Mm. Ain't nobody holding punches on that. Mm. A- ain't nobody giving mm. a break to men about being financially stable. Mm. And I tell men too, yeah, you gotta be no financially stable. So, why yeah. my thing is this: uh. we value things differently. All right. So, let's say taking care of yourself, your body on a scale of one to ten for the average guy is an eight, Yeah. all right. And for women on the average scale, on the scale the financial part is an eight. Yeah. So, to her the body thing may be a three. Mm. To you the body thing may be a two or four. But that, just because we value things differently don't mean that they're not important to our partner and they're what we have to embrace. Yeah. We have to embrace what our partner needs if we're going to have a successful relationship. So, my thing is this, if your woman or the person that you're considering being with can't handle you being honest. And I'm not saying, don't attack her with it. Yeah, But expressing in a genuine, loving way, hey, this is what I need from my partner. Can I want someone. you give me an someone. example of like...
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: not,
2: not for me. <laughs> not, not, for, not, for, not for me. You know, obviously. I'm going to in case there was a guy... In case there was a guy out there who, who sees his girl, let's say, you know eating a little too many cupcakes, you know. Mm. And you know, starting to <laughs> not fit the pants the way she used to fit them. How, how how does this guy gracefully, like you said respectfully,
0: tell her that I need you in the gym? So, okay, two things. One, lead by example. Go mm. to the gym all yourself. Right? You things. can't expect her to keep herself up when you're letting yourself go, mm-hmm. all right. So, if you want her to be more mindful of what she eats, you have to be mindful of what you eat even if yes, you can handle the cupcakes more than she can as far as (laughs) the impact on your body. (laughs) You can't let that be the reason why Mm. you don't eat healthier and lead by example. Number two, the reason why we have to dance around being honest in the moment of her eating those cupcakes (laughs) is because we have not set an environment where we're open and honest with each other about everything. Mm, If we have a relationship where from the jump I can be real with you, you can be real with me like on my on my tour events, I talk to women about being more open and honest about sex because a lot of women ain't being satisfied sexually and they lying to the dude. A mm. lot of women. All right?
1: A lot of women. You so frustrated? <laughs> I
0: want to say the majority of women yeah. are not as satisfied as people think, mm. all right. But they're lying about it. And because they're lying about it, it creates a huge issue. So, it's the same thing. If you can't be honest with him about those things, then when it's other things that come up, how are you going to have those honest conversations? Mm. So, be honest from the jump, be open, create an environment where we can constructively criticize each other for the sake of making sure we're both happy with each other. So, now, when she's eating too much cupcakes and you make a joke or you make a comment, she's not going to take it the same way. She's going to be okay because you all have that relationship established. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But when you all don't have that kind of relationship and I say something about the cupcakes, Oh, yeah, she's going to be salty. Mm. Yeah, or you could tell to go on the seven-day water diet.
2: Hey, man, you already gave us the That's good. Was there it, was it, was it anything else? Because I remember my friend was saying like, so for example, let's say traditional roles, the man go gets the money, you know, mm. and the woman, you know, cooks and cleans and does stuff like that. But women still expect you to get them money and buy him stuff when they're in a relationship, but they don't want to cook and clean, you know? Mm-hmm. Is is that something a man can expect in a woman in a relationship with to to cook and clean for him?
0: So okay, here's the thing. I think this is probably the most important point to to make about this. Okay. As a man, you decide what you're willing to do. All right. So if she's not I agree with women not giving wife benefits yeah. to a man she's just dating. Yeah. But guess what? I think the same thing about men. Mm. Why the hell are you giving husband benefits to a woman you're just dating? Amen. There's levels to this. Amen. All right, you ain't earned that privilege yet. Mm. We're not there yet. And I don't have to give you that. I think the problem is if you're not confident in who you are as a man, you have to now feel, compensate with all these mm-hmm. other things. But I ain't got to compensate with none of that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. to me, I'm, I'm at a level of confidence to where if you don't like what I bring to the table as a man, then I I ain't doing nothing else for you. That's not going to make the difference. I don't Mm. want you here for those reasons. I want Mm. you here because we connect. Mm. Because we have a genuine draw to each other. We're on the same page. Now, listen, that doesn't mean you can't do things here and there. Because I think as men we like to do things for the woman we're serious about that we have genuine interest in. But if you're doing them because you feel like you have to meet some expectation or because you're supposed to do it, hell no, stop. That's a problem right there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If anything, work on you as a man and, and you can still show and this is for men and women. You can still show the qualities they look for in a husband and wife without doing husband wife things. I think there's this huge misconception that I have to spend all my money to show you that I have money and I can spend it. That's not true. Mm. All right, you can see that in the way that I live my life. Yeah, You can see how I take care of myself same way that I can tell you're a no good bum by the way you take care of yourself. Mm. How you treat me, it doesn't even have to get to the point of how you treat me. How do you treat you? Mm. If you're not good to you, you're not going to be good to me. Mm. So, I got to evaluate you, your life, how you're living, that will tell me everything. You know what I'm saying? But we ain't got to do all this extra stuff. We do all this extra stuff because again, we're not confident who we are as people. Mm. Mm. I'm over, Jesus. <laughs> and you know what? Let me throw this in. <laughs> okay. and, 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 and this, this is a perfect example. yeah, you ha- and I'm not encouraging men in this way, but yeah. I'm just saying it's like the dude where you got some dudes just to get some, to, just to smash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They want to take her out, they want to do all this extra stuff thinking that's what they got to do to smash. Yeah. But then you got the other dude who just shows up yeah. and he gets it, Yeah, mm-hmm. all right. Why? Because he's confident in who he is as a man and in his ability to make this woman desire him just based off what he brings right there. He ain't got to do all that extra stuff. And it's usually the dude who's doing all that extra stuff that gets played. Like Will Smith in the beginning of Hitch, man. Like Will Smith. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you remember the beginning of hit? Yeah, so. <laughs>
3: yeah. We was in college. Yeah.
1: What, what did I do? What did I do wrong? We're doing, doing it right, right now.
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's that that's 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 a good that's a really good point. No, I... it was like man, this it's, is really it's good, man, it's good. Man. So like, I think
3: my, I one thing I'm trying to make sure I do better or not mm-hmm. do better or do in the future or whatever is um, how to be a man that truly leads right in a relationship. So that like, leads? Yeah, like lead the relationship right.
0: Uh, again, I think it starts with you first. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Are you leading yourself right? You can't lead nobody else if you can't lead yourself. Got gotcha. So, how are you living? How are you taking care of yourself? What are you doing to to set a certain standard in your life? So, like for me I'm a spiritual person I'm a man of God for a while I wasn't even going to church. Mm. And so, to me it's like how am going to have a wife and expect my family to embrace spirituality, embrace God and I'm not even leading myself to church. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? I had to get that going. I had to start getting back, physically getting back in there, not just watching it on the <laughs> internet. It's <laughs> yeah. you know? real convenient, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but yeah. nah, you got to be there like your presence needs to be there. So, I think that's where it starts. One is learning how to take care of yourself and and Again, I'm, I'm a very... I'm big on praying and talking yeah. to God and finding out what he wants you to do in your life. But then I also think, you know, it's about learning how to lead people in general. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be hard to lead... The same qualities it takes to lead the woman or your household, it takes to lead people in general. Are you willing to listen to them? Mm-hmm. Consider their feelings. Um, knowing how to express yourself effectively to an individual these are the things that's going to allow someone to embrace your leadership in any situation, you know what I'm saying. So, there's a lot of misconceptions about what makes a strong leader. It's not all the hard stuff and and talking down on people. No, that destroys your credibility as a leader. Mm -hmm. It's knowing how to bring people to the table and make them feel comfortable and opening up and trusting your guidance. But then also as a man create or build up your resume is what I like to say. So, it's like I said earlier, you want her to believe in you, you got to give her something to believe in. Mm -hmm. So, if you have not accomplished nothing in your life, expecting her to embrace your lead is is going to be real tough, Yeah. all right. And she may may embrace it at first, but after a while she wants to see results. But when you can come to the table with what you've already accomplished in life, it doesn't mean you got to be rich or anything like that. But you show that you're a man who handles his business, who's gotten some things taken care of. Now, she says, okay, you know what? This dude is serious about how he handles himself and his ability to execute. I can trust that. I can roll with that. And that's how you are able to, in my opinion, lead as a man and mm-hmm. create a relationship to where she will embrace your leadership.
3: Got you. So, lead yourself and then know how to... You know how to lead others. people you can... Use those same qualities And characteristics Exactly To lead your family
2: Absolutely Got you. mm. Got you. So what do you think Some of the challenges Men face when they're trying To lead a woman In a relationship What are, what are some of the Complaints you hear women say
0: That men are not doing I think again. One is expecting her to embrace your leadership when you ain't doing nothing with your life. Mm. Mm. Like, bruh, you you a whole bum on the couch, not accomplishing a damn thing. (laughs) Women don't (laughs) like Like, porn, and I I ain't trying to speak down on the men who do that. I want to encourage them. I want them to do better. Yeah, get up. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. The reality is that you can't think that's okay, and then expect her to embrace your leadership. It's not going to work that way. So I think one not being about your business. Um, Two, not considering her feelings. I think that's a huge thing. Mm. even Especially when you're married, you have to consider... Even if you are the final decision maker, you have to consider how she feels and her input. Everyone wants to feel respected and valued in any relationship. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like if we look at it from a basketball perspective, if LeBron's the captain and he just comes to the team and says, this is the way we doing it and the story, they're going to start to turn on him. Yeah, Because they never feel like they're being heard. You know what I'm saying? But when he says, all right, let's have a team meet let me hear what your uh, issues are, let me hear what your concerns are. And I take that in consideration even if I don't make the decision based off what you said, just considering it yeah. makes you feel like, all right, I'm a part of this team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I think not considering her feelings, not being a man about your business. Um, to me those are the main two things and just not knowing how to talk to her and listen mm-hmm. in general you know what i'm saying you you gotta know how to have effective communication with your partner if you do that it changes everything
1: hmm Jeez.
2: man this is a, this is so much this is really good it's man really good. no that that's 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 really that's some, some really good points and and it this kind of makes me think about mm. something else you made reference to to lawrence yeah um, and you know shows like insecure and and you know just a lot of the the climate in regards to you know men and women and it's just, this is not relevant but I'm gonna say it anyway. <laughs> yeah, but uh, a a lot of guys out there who are the guys you're describing, mm-hmm. successful, confident, you know, handsome. I know know I'm describing myself, but bear (laughs) bear with me as I describe other people. I'm not describing myself in this moment. (laughs) But but no, but there's a a lot of guys out there, you know, such as yourself and Chris, and who are doing really well, you know, Mm -hmm. who are these men that a lot of women aspire to be with. But a lot of them are dealing with, you know, at times, analysis paralysis. Right? There's... We all understand that, unfortunately, especially in the black community, there's more Men like us. I mean, there's less men like us Mm -hmm. than there's women, you know, there's more women who are got the stuff together than men, yeah, unfortunately. So we out they outnumber us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how do these guys who have all these options who see all these women who want them, how do they how do they settle down? I feel like a lot of women look at these guys like, oh, they're players and that that, third, but sometimes it's like you're just over you have Brewsters. And you're like, let me get the, the the vanilla and they're like, what about the chocolate? What about the the cookies and cream? What about the orange sherbet? you know just are just, just overwhelmed like how, how does how does some how does a man just pick
0: one? All right, so there's a few things to consider. okay. One, success doesn't equal purpose. okay When a man has success, he will find himself in that position more likely yeah. to where you know he has so many options he wants to take advantage of it and it's easier to fall into that trap. When you have purpose, the game changes, Mm. all right. There's so much more at stake now. You have to become so much more laser focused and you cannot... You're less likely to want to risk the pitfalls that come along with dealing with too many different women or Mm. getting caught up in trying and be a player and all that. So, I genuinely believe that a man who finds his purpose will become a man who starts to value one woman over dealing mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of different and his women, time is women. All right? And his time, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a big thing. Because yeah. when you have purpose, your time has dwindled down. Mm. You have to be working on your your business. If you have a family, your family. You don't have time to be entertaining a bunch of different women. You just can't, you know what I'm saying? But when you have success, it's a different, it's a different story. So, we have to differentiate success and purpose. So, I think that's step one. Number two, I do believe that one, you find that woman you have a genuine connection with It everything changes again. It's almost like you you ever seen dudes dudes who were raised to be players and then they meet that one girl and now they're ready to throw their player card in and they're like forget it, I I just want just her. When you find that woman that you're genuinely into and drawn to like that, your mind just switches and now you become locked in and if that relationship is taken care of the way it's supposed to, your desire for entertaining other people dwindles big time. So, what if you met
2: like three girls like that and they were all, like you feel like, you know, they're connecting, you
0: feel good. (laughs) Nah, you ain't going to meet no three girls you got a connection with. You might meet three girls that you lusting after, that you like, that you got different reasons why you want to be with them, but ain't no way in hell you got a a genuine connection with three different women, much less three different women at the same damn time. Nah, bro. Yeah. Nah, that ain't happening. And if you think you in love with all three of these women, <laughs> right there, I'm going to tell you ain't in love. Like, right there, you're lying or you are misguided in your perception. I'm not saying this is me. <laughs> I'm not I mean, saying yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, is me. Stuff,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: <not> three.
2: Saying, <laughs> three. Oh, three. I, no, three. I didn't say it. I was just saying, I remember one time there was this guy and he was going through a, some serious emotional crises because he had two great women. And he wasn't dating either of them. It was just, you know, he was a a really good, like a very solid guy, respectful for women. And like, you know, he was just being patient and like praying about God. And there were two women who saw the God in him and, you know, were showing interest. And he was conflicted because there were two, there were two great godly women Mm. who were showing interest in him. And, you know, and he, you know, at that time was beginning to realize he wants to be in a relationship with somebody and he was wrestling with you know which one of the two to
0: choose. So, let me put it to you like this. Okay. When you meet the woman you have a connection with she easily separates herself from the pack. Hmm. If she is not separated from the pack then there is not a connection there. Wow. All right. So, if you're ever in a situation where you're con- contemplating between multiple different women I'm going to tell you to choose none. Ooh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> because none of them have a connection with you or you have wow. no connection with them and the connection has to be a two-way thing. So, yes, if, they, if not one of them stands out from the rest, don't do it. None of them are for you. They're all logical choices maybe mm. and in your mind you found all the reasons why you like them and this could possibly work. But again, without a genuine connection, it ain't going to work. It's going to blow up in your face at some point. So, no, none of them are for you. Keep it moving. Start over, Hafiz. Listen,
2: not gonna do this to me on this show. I am simply asking questions that I know some of our listeners would want to know about. Oh my lord! Oh man, no, that's that's a, I mean, that's really good. That's really good. And so you would say in that situation,
0: since he's wrestling with those two, not even neither of them. Mm. The only, I mean, I'm gonna say. It, again, I I always believe in praying about things. So, if I'm speaking to him I would encourage him to pray about it first but aside from that I would lean towards neither of them are for you or at the very least it is not time to make a decision on either one. Mm. And you're not going to be able to think more clearly by continuing to deal with both of them. You need to step away from both of them because in stepping away if neither one... If now you're not finding yourself like damn, maybe I, I need to get this one back, this specific one, not both of them back. Mm-hmm. If you're still talking about getting both of them back, again, then it's definitely neither <laughs> one. All right? <laughs> but if one of them is not separating from the pack, even in you separating yourself from them, mm. then they're not it. Mm. They're just not it. They're just good candidates. And that's listen, great women doesn't mean the right woman. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, we're going to meet a lot of great women. I meet great women all the time. Yeah, I don't make her the right one. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, we have to be mindful of that because again, a lot of dudes get... Like, people have this perception that it's women always getting burned in marriages. Nah, there's a lot of men getting burned Mm -hmm. in marriages. A lot Mm -hmm. of men are marrying the wrong woman and have not learned how to properly evaluate and determine who they should spend their life with. Mm. So, men got to be mindful of that stuff too. And if it's not a connection there, don't do it.
1: Mm. Mm. Mm
2: -mm. Mm. You know what? Because I... I was that, that that connection point is really interesting. Yeah, because I remember I was reading this article a couple of years ago, and the article asked women like in the eighteen hundreds, <laughs> something like that, like if you met a guy who was financially stable, yet there was no financially stable, mostly stable, spiritually stable, all that stuff, and yet there was no connection, would you marry them? And a lot of women back then said yes. And you ask women today. Like, if he had A, B, C, had all those things, but no connection. And a lot of women said no today. So that connection that you're describing is so important,
1: mm-hmm. right?
2: But have you noticed that with certain women, they usually only find those connections with the wrong men? Like, a lot of women, they I hear them tell these sad tales about, you know, their past relationship and the, 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 the times they were in love. And it was usually a guy who was no good for them. Have you, have you experienced like those stories a lot?
0: I've, I've experienced those stories but again, I think you're falling for the lie that mm. there was a connection there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these situations and again, I understand that the average person doesn't know how to evaluate when someone is lying. The, one of the reasons I'm a coach yeah. and, and that I do what I do is because I feel like God gave me this gift to see through people mm. and mm. I can read you despite what you want to claim to me. So, mm. you can tell me I love him, I this, and I can be like, no, you're lying. Mm. But not even that you're lying, you're not seeing this correctly. Mm -hmm. You're not understanding what's really going on here or you're not willing to embrace the truth because embracing it means you got to let go. Mm -hmm. and You don't want to let go, all right. But yes, a lot of these situations where the woman had this horrible relationship or these bad dudes, there wasn't a real connection there. Now, again, I'm not saying there never was. In some situations there is, but in most of them, no. In most situations, women's selection process of men is horrible and that's interesting Mm. i'm sorry for
2: cutting you off stefan but like, (laughs) (laughs) but it's funny because i was just thinking about that the other day as well like now women talk about their intuition Mm -hmm. and like oh we have this sixth sense and we can just tell things but then when it's coming to tell the right guy you know you fail you know like how do you (laughs) so so here's the thing so here's the
0: funny part about that their intuition isn't failing. Mm. They're not listening to it. Okay. Oh. They knew he was the wrong guy. See that and that's why I'm telling you like so, you'll have a situation let's say and, and it's crazy, I've met women who been married 20 years, mm. all right. And when we go back to before they got married and I asked them certain questions it comes out that they knew he wasn't it.
1: Mm. But they
0: try to make it work anyway. Wow. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And then when you're that deep in You don't want to tell people I always knew. But now that we're at the end and everything blew up in your face and I know how to pull that out of you, you admit to me. Mm -hmm. Or I had situations where one time somebody let me read a letter that the person wrote them before they got married. They were married for 25 years. After I read the letter I said, why would you ever get married? Mm. It was clear in the letter y'all weren't for each other but you still forced it and for 25 years people on the outside swore they were a happy couple. Mm. It was one of the most dysfunctional, miserable relationships out there. So mm. many people are fronting. It's ridiculous. Mm. So we're again, we're being fed lies about it's loved. It. No, listen. A lot of times when you see these relationships be dysfunctional and fail, and people say love just didn't win. No, it's because love was never there,
1: Mm -hmm,
0: all right. mm -hmm. And so, love wasn't what was driving your relationship so that's why it failed. Love can conquer all, it really can, but it has to be real, it has to be true. And people aren't operating in love. They're they're operating in infatuation, they're operating in fear, they're operating in not... Like there, there are women out there, believe it or not, as much as women say they want this great man, there's women who don't believe they deserve that great man but they don't say it to you. You see what I'm saying? They say it when I get them one-on-one and I'm able to break them down or I'm able to pull out of them the truth of what's going on. And a lot of women feel inadequate when it comes to that great guy, which is why you see a lot of women run from the great guy and run to the wrong one. And then claim it was... No, it wasn't connections because you were afraid to be... With that great guy, it, it, it scared you, it made you too vulnerable and also it made you feel like you were not at a level that would be good enough for him. Mm. But with that wrong guy where you feel like you better than he is, Mm. you feel safer there. It's almost like he he has to appreciate being with me. Whereas the great guy, this man got too many options, I can't deal with this. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So, there's so many other things going on behind the scenes that people aren't being honest about that contributes to all these situations and why people make the choices that they make. But it ain't about love and connection. Trust. A lot of people are not operating in love and connection. A lot of women, again, their intuition told them this dude wasn't it, but they did it anyway.
3: Mm. It's like that Drake line: "I led you on, but you followed." <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> wow, that's Man. crazy. Listen to your intuition.
2: Yes. Hmm. Man, what
3: you thinking about, Fizz? So what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's just that. I mean those that that point is that point is really good and and so. I want to give some, some of these women some of these help. Let's say there's a woman out there right now who's, who's dealing with that, who's feeling inadequate, who's feeling not good enough. Like, How do you usually, I know you can't give all the free stuff away, <laughs> nah, but how do, you, how do you usually coach them up to make them feel healthy, to make them feel whole, to make them feel
0: confident? what we got to first find out what hurt their confidence? Mm. What robbed them of that self-esteem? So, everyone's situation is different. I've had some clients where and I've said this before in some videos where the father would tell them they're ugly Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, the root issue was what their father would tell them. Not everything piled on from there. Um, It could be from heartbreak, it could be from certain lack of results in their relationship. Some people listen and and I'm going to be honest, this doesn't sound good but I'm just going to keep it real. Keep it real please. Some of our lack of confidence is because we aren't where we need to be. And, Mm. And what I mean by that is, all right, if you're presenting yourself in a way that doesn't gain people's interest and I'm not saying we have to live to gain the interest of other people or the approval of other people but you don't even like what you see in the mirror, Mm. Mm. all right. So, we got to fix that, you know what I'm saying. There's so many different aspects to why your confidence isn't there and some of it will be changes that you have to make to yourself, Mm. all right. I think sometimes we get caught up in love yourself, accept yourself. Yeah, love yourself, Uh, embrace who you are but recognize your flaws and be willing to do something about it. Hmm. Don't This whole flaws and all, take me as I am. Take me as I am. And nobody's taking you. So, uh, guess what? Something needs to change. So, I think in some situations, yes, we do have to be willing to embrace that we need to evolve as people and we need to improve certain aspects of who we are and how we present ourselves because all of that plays into us being confident and us getting the relationship that we want in life.
3: Mm. It sounds like, like, it has to be like a not complete, but almost complete man and almost complete woman to know exactly what they want to really make things work?
0: I'm going to say you have to have a complete foundation.
3: Okay.
1: Mm. You don't Explain have to be... Explain
0: foundation. Okay, so my thing is this. Like I said earlier, a man doesn't have to be rich mm-hmm. and super successful, but you have to have a foundation of ambition, a okay. foundation of hard work, a foundation of embracing responsibility, Mm -hmm. a foundation of knowing how to communicate. You understand like there's certain things that have to be in place at its core. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be rich or that you have to have everything perfect that your body has to be a 10. That's not what's required but do you have the foundational qualities to have a great relationship? And even in our body not being a 10 are you at least working towards being healthy are you taking care of yourself mentally mm-hmm. and physically? Because again, now, you can get a relationship without any of that stuff, mm-hmm. but will you be happy in the long run? Will you be with the right person? Will you be able to sustain this? What's the point of getting a relationship if it's going to fall apart three, four, five years from now? Yeah. If you're going to be miserable later, if you're going to end up being attached because you have kids with someone that you never belonged with? There's no point in that. So we need to stop being afraid to take more time for ourselves and actually work. See, people love to say I'm working on me. Well, what the hell are you doing to work on (laughs) you? All right, like tell me exactly. And then when you ask them that, they can't even tell you Mm. what they're working on. Yeah. Like no, let's actually work on us. Let's actually work on if you have an attitude problem, fix it. Yeah. If you're not being as motivated and ambitious, fix it. If you're not taking care of yourself, fix it, let's actually do these things. And then you'll be surprised in that process how you will naturally start attracting high quality people your way. Not just for romantic reasons, even for business reasons. Things start coming your way when you start taking care of you. You know what I'm saying? So, I think more people just need to really actually embrace that and not just talk about it.
3: It's like, hey, don't why you looked at me. No, no, I'm <laughs> just saying that was good. That, no, that, that was, was not, nah, that was really good. I yeah. think foundation is, is key to everything. I mean,
2: yeah, because because to that point, I was thinking about that as well. Because when we talk about being whole, like it's not you're perfect. Cause I think a lot mm-hmm. of people may misconstrue that. They may be like, oh, like I'm not whole because I don't have A B. Like, no, you're like, it's not about being perfect. But I love the point that you made it. That you made about this progression, about you're on this journey, that mm-hmm. you have this desire, that you have the end goal in mind as you're taking your everyday steps. And I think that's something that a lot of people aren't doing. And even to your other point, I'm I know I'm being a pair right now, but to your other point about like I feel like so many people are looking for the right person, but like you said, they're not even the right person themselves. They exactly. haven't they haven't healed themselves. And that's the the interesting thing that I feel like happened, you know, in in our lives, kind of this year, you know, one of the the emphasis was, you know, growing and maturing and getting better and being better leaders and learning how to talk better and learning how to, you know, live by ourselves. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. be, be more responsible, and, and you know, I can say it's been a pretty decent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, but another another question that people always ask: How do you feel about? close friends of the opposite sex when you're in a relationship.
0: <laughs> How do you feel about that? So...
2: i he said he just... I'm very
3: skeptical
0: mm, Very of it. skeptical. And when I say hmm. very skeptical, it depends on the dynamic. Okay. Because I have a lot of close friends, a lot of close female friends. Okay. But we don't speak every single day. We don't hang out all the time. Like it's genuinely like a brother-sister type relationship it's all love if I had a girlfriend or I had somebody in my life they would meet them like and it'd be a very transparent situation but you got people who have these opposite sex friends and they want to keep them away from their partner mm. that's red flag number one, Okay, all right. Like if that's your friend they got to be my friend too. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying my friend like we got to hang out and talk on the phone but you better be able to walk in my house and show me respect, say hello, dat me up, whatever. Like there has to be some kind of rapport there. If there's not then yes, I do believe that there's something going on there. Why are you hiding this person from your partner? That is an issue, there is something wrong there. So, I think again, it depends on the dynamic. Also, how often do you speak to this person and interact with them? Like I think it's very dangerous to where we want to... When we hold on so dearly to our friends as our best friends, we neglect making our partner our best friend. And when we lack that with our partner we hurt the relationship. Mm -hmm. So, the partner has to be best friend number one, Mm -hmm. all right. Doesn't mean you can't have other good friends, best friends or whatever but there has to be a best friend number one. And I guarantee you if your partner's your best friend you will naturally gravitate more to them than your friends. But what people are doing is they're using their friends as buffers. Mm. And what I mean by that is you in this BS relationship with someone that you don't have a genuine connection with but you tolerate it because you get what you need from your friends. Mm. Your best friends fulfill you emotionally to where you can deal with your BS relationship. Mm. You're using them as a cover-up. You may not be maliciously, consciously doing that but subconsciously that is what's happening. Because I guarantee you remove those friends, you will not last in your relationship another few days. Mm. Because mm. now their weaknesses, their flaws, their things that irk you are going to be magnified. Mm-hmm. But you can ignore that when you can run to your friend, run to your friend, run to your friend. It is it is a form of detachment from your relationship. So, in that case, it is unhealthy. So, I think we have to evaluate each situation. It doesn't mean that there aren't genuine friendships out there, the opposite sex. That people have while in a relationship, but I would argue that a lot of people, it's there. There's some things wrong in those situations that need to be corrected. Doesn't mean you gotta stop being friends altogether, but there's some things that need to change, and boundaries have to be set. Yeah, mm. you know what I'm saying. You gotta have boundaries in your relationship with your friends once you are romantically involved with somebody. So, let's say there is a woman whose boyfriend had a close female
2: friend, and she didn't like it. Do you do you think she has a right? Let's say it's a close childhood friend. Mm -hmm. Do you think that she has a right if she doesn't feel uncomfortable if she feels uncomfortable in that situation to tell him that I don't want you being that close with that person?
0: To say she okay, I don't know if she has a. I don't want to say she has a right. I do think that she should speak her honest feelings. Okay, and if she is uncomfortable by that person, that other woman's presence, she should say it. But I'm going to tell you this, when people take it there, it's usually not because of your friend, it's because of you. Mm. They're seeing something in you that makes them feel insecure about your relationship, quote unquote, with this other individual. So, you have to ask yourself, what am I doing to make her feel insecure about this? And I guarantee you if you correct those things it changes how she will perceive that relationship. Now, yes, some people are just insecure because they've been through some stuff they haven't healed. So, anything that looks fishy to them they're going to jump on. But in a lot of cases we're behaving in a certain kind of way with this person and trying to force our romantic partner to accept it. Hell no, like my my female friends know. Oh, I used to tell my female friends if we're talking let's say 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning I'm like yo, you realize when I get with someone Ain't gonna be no more two o'clock yeah, conversation. Yeah, 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 all right, yeah, like yeah. all this is gonna stop. Yeah, 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 You're gonna respect my girl. Like that there's gonna be a way. Again, yeah. boundaries have to be set. Yeah. If you set those boundaries, your girl won't probably have any problem with your female friends. Yeah. But you wanna still act like you were when you were single with your friends, now that you're in a relationship. Nah, bruh. Mm. There's gonna be problems. Yeah. There's gonna be problems. And that's and it goes both ways, men mm. and women.
2: Yeah, you it's like that movie Brown Sugar, you seen Brown Sugar? I seen it a long time ago, but I love those, those, those movies. What <laughs> <laughs> right. you don't love those movies, Love Jones, Brown Sugar, Love Loving
3: Basketball? I saw Poet Justin, I thought well, it was kind of boosted, but that's another conversation. Okay, wrong. <laughs> I think that was just
2: like, eh. <laughs> what happened in Brown
3: Sugar, though. You just brought it up. I mean, that's how that's how like the relationship was. Like, he had a childhood friend, and they was. Is that the right movie? That's was that love in basketball, Chris? No, bro. It was just,
2: like he married. He was, married. It, was, was it with the Tyra Banks or was it Gabrielle Union?
0: No, Lord. But you know what? Noti- Notice in most of these friends, most of these movies, they end up being in love with that best friend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yo, it's always yeah. something like that, that, and that's what I'm telling you. And when someone has such a hard time either letting go of someone or at least putting boundaries around someone, something's up. Mm. Something's up. Yeah, it was. You not know
3: Nathan was in it, but it was not love and basketball. She was like a hip hop person, and she wrote to uh, yeah, nobody. nobody,
2: nobody. Uh, <laughs> I think Taye Diggs was in the movie. That was probably Brown Sugar. It was Taye Diggs.
3: <laughs> See what I'm saying? I'm thinking, I know I'm not crazy.
2: <laughs> but no, that's that's a really good point, man. So you're so you're saying that, I like obviously out of respect to have that conversation, but. It should be more of a red flag to you if they're if they're still so closely tight and intimate with that person.
0: Not that they're just if they're unwilling to create some separation there. Like again, I'm not saying I let go of your friends, but my goodness, you're in a relationship now, and you have to have boundaries. If you're not even willing to set the boundaries, yes, something's wrong. And it may not be that you're in love with this person, Mm -hmm. but. Maybe you have this attachment to this individual that is unhealthy. You can have unhealthy attachments to your friends too, you know what I'm saying? And again, if you have that level of attachment, it's going to have an impact on our ability to fully embrace our... If we have one, hopefully we do, our ability to embrace our connection or again, it may be evidence that we don't have that connection. Mm. Because when you have a connection with someone, you gravitate to them. It is a natural thing, it's a natural force. All right, so if you're gravitating more to your friend than your partner, you ain't got no connection with your partner. That's mm-hmm. what happened and that it'll, by itself, so at, at that point, it ain't even about your friendship. That's the problem. It's the fact that you don't have a connection with your partner. That's a problem, mm. Mm. man. It's too much, man. <laughs> <laughs> this,
2: this is good. Not, this man. is good. And let's. One of the things I think I really liked about your your whole message and what you're trying to do. Like I said, you have, you have a great range. You can talk to people who are spiritual. You can talk to people who are not spiritual. People yep. who are seeking God, people who are running away. You have, you have the ability to talk to all people. So let's, let's go for a second to those people who are, you know, trying to do better, who are trying to actively seek God and who are trying, you know, to, to live as right as they can possibly do. And they want to show affection in a relationship, but they don't want to make it sexual because I mean it's for spiritual reasons also like you know creating sexual connections can you know blind you to other things that are important so they want to show non-sexual affection but they still want to keep the romance they still want to let the person know they care so what are some of the ways for both men and women to show affection to the other to their partner without it being just the usual sexual Netflix and chill moves.
0: Well, first mm-hmm. you got to be honest with yourself about what you can handle yeah. uh, in those acts of intimacy without it getting sexual. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'll be real. I'm i I'm the type of person, if we're alone and we start getting all touchy-feely, I'm going to have a really hard time yeah, 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 yeah. not wanting to get sexual. Whether that's wrong or right, it is what it is that's at real, the moment. Yeah, so, you got to be real with yourself because you got people who want to be and to me abstinence is a great thing and I I think more people should do it but you got people who are trying to be abstinent but they want to be very affectionate Mm. and it creates a problem. And affectionate you
2: mean physically or the whole thing? Physically affectionate. Okay, okay,
0: okay. So, I do think though if you want to be affectionate and intimate without it getting sexual you got to one, date during the day. Yeah. All right, don't date at night. Cause it's real easy when we go out at night to say, Let's go back to my house yeah. or your house yeah, or yeah, whatever. I'm only two miles exactly, <laughs> yeah. and then it escalates.
1: I got some wine.
0: Exactly, yo, go because have brunch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, make it a, a brunch date, a breakfast date, yeah. do things during the day that increases your chance of things not getting sexual. Yeah. Keeping your intimate moments in those public environments, not that you need to be all slobbing each other down in yeah. front of an audience, <laughs> yeah. but you know, hugging each other, whatever in that daytime environment, again, less likely chance of it leading to something sexual. Yeah. So, I think doing things like that, being in more group settings. Yeah. You know, having... If, if we're dating and we're all a group of friends and it's like a, a triple date or whatever, again, we're not going to get sexual in front of everybody <laughs> else. So, yeah. it's another yeah. safeguard to <laughs> we can still be dates, affectionate. Man, I <laughs> so oh, yeah. think you
2: meant the sexual of everybody else dates.
0: We, we can be nice affectionate. Try and, and you know what? The good thing about it is we can all hold each other accountable in that group setting. Mm. So it's like we can be intimate together while we're there, but then if we notice one of our friends well, talking I about, let's I go back. Know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you're too Exactly. We can point it out. We can correct each other. Yeah. So I think those things will help in yeah. allowing you to be affectionate, but not getting sexual. But mm. again, you do you do it at night, yeah. or when you're alone in the house, yeah. even if it's daytime, if you are alone in the house together, yeah. Yeah. that's trouble. Yeah. 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 Is there is there um like
2: poems like is there certain things that Yeah, uh, oh yeah, okay yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah I mean yeah.
0: you can do
3: so as far as <laughs> I'm sorry it in the poem is just hilarious yo I'm a
0: poem kind of guy bro I know <laughs> so yeah in, in regards to non-physical acts of intimacy you got, you got a lot intimacy, of in the back man <laughs> No nah, poem. my bag is bad. just fine <laughs> but, but you know it depends on the dude I mean so if you're a poem dude then yeah write your poem yeah. you know what I'm saying another dude might want to send a mixtape I don't know like yeah, yeah, wh- yeah. Whatever, whatever you like or the ways that you like to express your love yeah, yeah you can do all those things yeah. and I think just just being chivalrous as a man is always a great way to showing interest and showing a level of kind of affection without being physical with it. You know what I'm saying? Not even just... So, opening her door Uh, A popular one that a lot of men don't do is when you're walking on the sidewalk, number one, don't let no woman uh, walk behind you, all right. She needs to be walking either next to you or in front of you, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. If you are walking on a sidewalk and there's a street, you have to keep her away from the street. So, Mm -hmm. be in between the street and her, you know what I'm saying. (laughs) And these are things that when you do that as a man, women will notice because the average man doesn't do it, all right. So, you immediately stand out in those small moments of doing very simple gestures of chivalry. So, I think pulling her chair out at dinner, you know what I'm saying? Like those little things go a long way and they're they're sweet little moments that she's going to remember. So, I think those are good things that men can do. What about women? Women, that's the problem. I think with women like there is no women's chivalry so to speak. But I would say if you're a woman... I mean showing affection. But I'm saying like for the non-physical things. So, if I open your door even though we really don't make a big deal of it, but reach over. Like, once you're ready in the car as a woman, reach over and open his door from the inside. Right. That shows him you, you can't buy him on. too. You know <laughs> what I'm like, what would you do it? I've had women do that. That's a yeah. sweet thing. That's a simple thing you can do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shoot, simply showing appreciation yeah. when we do something nice. Mm-hmm. So, when we open the door, kiss me on the cheek.
1: Yeah, like, no. there you go. <laughs> and say Like
0: yo, when when men are appreciated for the things they do, they do more of it, Mm. all right. So, as a woman you have to always be... If a woman comes into it with the mentality of well, that's what you're supposed to do. Mm. You're lost, you're done right there, all right. So, I I would encourage... Exactly. (laughs) I would encourage women to show appreciation for all the small gestures, all the nice little things. Don't mean that you got to jump all over him every time he does something good, but saying thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Saying thank you, kissing on the cheek, things like that. You know, all that stuff works well, you know what I'm saying? I think that shows affection and just being willing to create contact I think also. Again, it doesn't have to be sexual but even just rubbing his shoulder, his back that shows us oh, okay, you are feeling us like that. So, I think all those things would help for a woman uh, as far as being affection without being sexual. No, no, that's, no, that's really and, good. And also being yeah. very, you know, words of affirmation and saying sweet, positive things. So, yeah, you might not write us a poem, yeah. but you can say some positive, sweet stuff to us. Yeah. You know, we need that too. Mm. So, I think, you know, being very mindful of how she speaks to us is, goes a long way.
3: Mm. Mm. Yeah, I like, you know. <laughs> I, see, I
0: see you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, that's
2: that's, that's... that's a really good one because I think so many women... And men as well are used to the only way they know how to show somebody they mm-hmm. care, and the only way they know how to show affection is sexual.
3: And then also, like they they use those sexual things as well to like to receive validation, like okay, she actually likes me because she's doing X, Y, and Z for me. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was something that I was I was talking to um talking to to somebody about, you know, I was I was I was curious to you know certain women. Who are used to only receiving affection sexually? We talked about this the last time as well. But certain women who are only used to uh, receiving affection sexually—what would happen when they get into those relationships where the guy, you know, is trying to abstain and you know, trying to out from spiritual reasons to do what he feels like is right? And how will she receive his affection now that she's only been used to it in a sexual manner? Mm-hmm. You know. And I was wondering that would certain women feel as if the guy does not care for her. And in that situation, would you, would you suggest either talking to that woman and explaining it to her and if that doesn't work, would you suggest just like not even being with that kind of person?
0: Yeah, so um, one, yes, there are women who would think you don't care about them there are women, unfortunately, who would think you're gay, mm-hmm. all right, if mm-hmm. you don't make a move. So, I think what's important for the dude is that you got to be very transparent about where your head is at from the jump. Yeah. So, she understands. Like if she doesn't know that you're abstinent, if she doesn't know that you you have this uh, vow that you made to God or whatever reason that you chose to go on that route or maybe you just don't want to jump on sex too quick because you're really trying to make sure you're getting into the right relationship. Yeah. If she doesn't understand that then you leave it to her to interpret Mm-hmm. why your lack of action exists, why yeah. you're not making your moves. So, talking to her about it early on and letting her know where you stand will help eliminate that issue. Now, if you have that talk and she's still feeling some kind of way because you're not making moves, hell yeah, leave yeah. her alone. Mm-hmm. She got issues. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to those women but I'm <laughs> being real. And again, it doesn't mean that you can't entertain her one day, it just means that right now she clearly needs to heal or reprogram her mind from what she is accustomed to. When she is ready to embrace how you're gonna do things, all right, then y'all can come back in and try again. Until then, don't get caught up in that because it's gonna drag you down, it's gonna frustrate you, and this whole thing's gonna blow up in your face.
2: <laughs> and when it blows, it sure does
1: blow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when it sure does blow. So, what would you say is the not one piece of advice, but something that From your experiences in your own personal life, but also from your experience of counseling others, is the thing that you've that's helped you the most and you've seen it help people the most. What is that piece of advice that you're like, man, like I've seen this right here has helped the most people from my experiences?
0: Healing. Mm. Mm. Healing from your past. That's the number one thing. You know, trying to make yourself better without healing is like how they say you put putting lipstick on a pig.
1: Mm-hmm. You know
0: what I'm saying? Like you got all this nastiness and junk going on within you and you're trying to pile on all this good stuff. It's not going to work like that. You got to clean the bad stuff out first. It's like a detox. You can eat right all you want. You can take a bunch of supplements right now. Your body can't even process all the nutrients from the good food and the supplements because it's still filled with junk and nonsense from all the years that you mistreated your body. Mm. So, in order to really get the benefit you have to cleanse yourself first. So, healing is cleansing spiritually and emotionally and it's getting all that bad stuff out. Now, when you feed yourself the good stuff oh, you're going to feel it and it's going to make a huge difference and you're going to be in a 10 times better place. So, to me healing is definitely without a doubt the number one thing people can do to change their life and, and see a huge improvement. Mm. No. I mean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. The the
2: healing, the healing component, that was something I feel Jeez. like resonated with so many people the last episode. I think like you and Mary Joe and a lot of the great people who've come on the show, what has happened is when you start talking about healing from from past wounds and past baggage it, it it just some somehow it just makes people realize what has been holding them back mm-hmm. for all this time yeah. and when they really start working on these things, they just see just radical transformation in their life yeah
3: and even with our episodes like uh i feel like our best ones when we have a, like we even going through something and we're open about it mm-hmm. or we have processed and we have healed from it and now we're sharing it, and now we you know gaining experiences from each other and that's why I feel like our listeners really like us because we're so vulnerable and open.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah, so. love it.
3: Jeez, I'm done. You done? <laughs> anything you
2: uh you you wanted to ask or anything that you you've been
3: thinking nah, about? I mean,
2: we We no, I think we covered everything.
1: <laughs> everything
3: that uh that that was on my mind and you know even stuff that wasn't on my mind. So yeah. no, nah, I'm I'm good. I'm great.
2: Man. Stephon, man, how do how do
0: you get all the wisdom? Man? How do you, how do you fit know, it man. in the know head, know man? You know God, man, that's all I can say. Yeah. Just letting Let's God show me. Yeah. <laughs> so let the
2: let the people know about the books. You know, the, yeah. the 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 book for men and book for women. Also, some of your upcoming tour dates, if you have any.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you know, I mean, one just to if you want to see the books, just go to my website, Stephon. And real quick, I'm sorry for cutting you off again. No let problem. me tell you guys real quick.
2: How <laughs> about he about. To, he about to, I'm not here to promote Stefan's book, (laughs) but I'm going to promote Stefan's book because like I've told you guys in the first episode with Stefan, I was a skeptic. There's been three things in my life that I was skeptical of and I went into it not liking it or thinking (laughs) it was going to suck. And it blew my mind. The first was Frozen. (laughs) That movie was amazing. The second was La La Land. And that one movie was amazing, won a lot of Oscars. And yes, you know who you are. I'm upset you didn't finish the movie. And the third one was Stefan and his books. (laughs) Guys, I'm telling you, if you want your life to be changed, if you don't want it to be changed, and you're okay with your regular miserable self, Don't read the books. But if you want healing, if you want purpose and you want some true wisdom from somebody that God has divinely, divinely best, blessed, Mm. get Stefan's back. So back to you. What were you saying, Stefan? So So
0: I was just going to say, you know, with the books, I mean, there's so many, I got four right now to run down. So I'm just going to say, go to my website, StephanSpeaks.com or go to my Instagram. You'll see some links. But I will mention the book I'm working on right now. Mm. Well, it's actually a book about the drop for married women. Okay. But again, I'll just leave that alone. I think what's more fitting for this episode is my next book is Finding Love After Heartbreak. <gasps> and...
1: It, <laughs> the international
0: bestseller. <laughs> and so I mean, like, wait, I, till you come back on that too. <laughs> I already got the URL. So if you go there now, I'll I'll probably put up a, like a free article just for right now until the book is ready. Um, and it's going to be a volume one and a volume two oh, there's I so Only yeah.
2: volume one and volume two? How did you cover hey. that? It's just short chapters. go,
0: my Lord. This, this to me is going to be a serious book because basically I'm going to lay out how to, he- how to heal in the book because mm-hmm. I realize, you know, everybody can't come for coaching yeah. and unfortunately, there are good therapists, there's bad therapists, there's are good you? coaches, there's bad coaches. Some people are going to counseling and still not getting the help they need And I figured, you know what, I want more people to heal and I have to figure out how can I do that to have a more massive impact with the healing. So, I say, you know what, it's time for a book. And I'm just going to lay out the exact method I give to my clients, how to heal, breaking down what hurt is. I think we have a misconception of hurt and this idea of trying to run away from hurt. You can't run away from hurt. Mm. It's life. Mm. It's a part of what builds us. It's a part of what we're going to all experience. You got to learn how to handle hurt, Mm. not run from it. Because when you run from it, you hurt yourself even more. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, just going down a lot of different stuff, self-love, like this is going to be huge. This is going to be huge, man. When does it come out? I'm hoping to have it out no later than like November, like oh, right I before was December like
3: 2019. But this is no, nah, nah, nah. I'm
0: trying to because my thing is, you know what? Uh, holiday season is a very tough season for a lot of Man, people. You right? You know what right. I'm saying? A lot of people suffer from depression around that time. They they go through a lot of emotions, feeling like they're alone. So I feel like I want to get this out before mm. the Christmas season, before holiday season hits to kind of help with that. Yeah. And I feel like it'll be a great way to kind of enter the new year for mm-hmm. people who get their hands on the book right away. Gotcha. And then for those who are starting the new year and starting to read it. So, I figure rather than waiting any longer, nah, my goal is like literally this week I'm probably going to record it, yeah. me speaking um, and then just get it done. Like I said, October, November is the goal and boom, I, to me this is going to be... And it's, it's, it's going to be big in the sense of what the impact will yeah. be on people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like if people love my other books, oh, this is going to be something oh, serious. the week part,
2: part three. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will come
0: to Atlanta
2: yeah. if needed. We pull it up. We'll pull it up. No man, problem.
0: Man. And so people know, it, you can go to the URL now. It's yeah. findingloveafterheartbreak.com. And like I said, for right now, I'll just have something free to give them to kind of whet their appetite. But, you know, the book is going to come. Man, amazing. What about, you got any tour dates?
1: Come oh, yeah, the tour
0: dates. Yeah. I mean, I got a several tour dates. So yeah. you can go to truthaboutlovetour.com or go to stefanspeaks.com forward slash events. Um, I got hopefully New Orleans and Las Vegas hopefully the tickets will sell there. But we got New York, Miami, uh, Orlando, who else? Uh, Los Angeles, who am I forgetting? DC, Mm -hmm. they're all there. So, again, truthaboutlovetour.com get your tickets definitely come out. Everybody always loves the event when they come. You know what I'm saying. So I'm hoping that it's it's even bigger than it has been before. Man, Ooh-wee. man, no, no boy.
3: Stephon, you're doing, it right. you're doing it. You're doing it. you exactly, doing exactly right. Thank you, sir. Thank, Thank you. Sir. you.
2: So, so, guys, as usual, you know how we get down. Please go yep. ahead and send Stephon a message. Let him know about what part of this podcast resonate with you guys. He's doing you doing all of us. Yep. Such a great service. God is using this man to supernaturally heal and transform people's Mm -hmm. lives. So please make sure you're not just consuming this content, make sure you're supporting him by obviously purchasing the book, but even greater than that, just drop them a message. It will take you just ten seconds every day. Just hit them up: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, send Stefano a message. Let them know what part of this show really impacted your life.
3: Yep, I agree. And this again, we're not paying these. People. <laughs> I don't know what to say, y'all. We're not. So this, this, yeah, yeah. Just please be really appreciative. We are working hard to continue to get guests like Stefan to really not only help ourselves but help you all as well. So again. Love.
2: Thank you so much. No (laughs) problem. So, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, your boy, Hafiz. start the show, baby. And Stefan. And we are the roommates. Guys, you heard what we said. Make sure you go ahead and share, share, share. Guys, Mm. comment. Let Safan know what stood out to
0: you. We thank you so thank you so much for everything that you guys did. And you and know what? Go ahead. Uh-oh, uh-oh. If you want to see the episode, go to the Roommates' YouTube channel that <laughs> they're going to put up. Yeah, we right. the pressure. Make <laughs> sure you check <laughs> it out. YouTube and I'm saying, saying it something. so that they have no choice <laughs> oh, but to man. put it up. So be sure to jump on their YouTube, watch the episode, subscribe to their channel, yes, make it yes, happen. Yes, yes. A lot of pressure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we got now. We got to put it up. <laughs> we <got> are <laughs> the Roommates and <laughs> adios. <laughs>